You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. In the fall of 2013, Gary Temple Bodley began channeling a group of non-physical teachers known as Joshua. Soon thereafter, Joshua asked Gary to start writing. They have since produced four books and answered hundreds of questions in written form. In the spring of 2016, on the Law of Attraction cruise, Gary underwent hypnosis and Joshua spoke through him for the first time. Since that time, Gary has been practicing channeling Joshua verbally in live weekly calls with one-on-one students. These Joshua calls are now available to those of you joining us on the leading edge of thought. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is Joshua Live. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. We are thrilled to be here. Hi, Joshua. Hi, Joshua. We'd like to talk to you today about how to live the life you intended, which is the good life. It's the life of joy and ease and fun. It's the life of not caring so much about what's happening in your outside conditions, but more about thinking what's going on inside of you, thinking about the emotions you're feeling, thinking about the desires you've birthed and the intentions you set prior to your birth, rather than the things you think you want in this life, the things that you are sort of yearning for or wanting desperately to have because you think somehow those things will make you feel differently or better or more worthy or validated or something. So we say to live the good life is to live the life that's inherently been designed by you for you for your journey of self-discovery. To live with the knowledge that you planned it all out and that you're the creator of your reality. Simply switching from the life of the victim who perceives that outside conditions can make them feel something to the life of the creator who realizes that every single experience is for benefit and growth, for joy and ease and fun and passion, desire, love, for the expression of love, for the understanding of who you truly are. You see, you come into this reality without understanding who you are. You forget who you are. And so this journey over eons is an evolutionary journey to come from fear to love, from illusion to clarity, from the falsehood of the belief system to a new mental construct which is clear and free and open and neutral. When you come on this journey in this lifetime, you are bringing with you intentions to discover something, to answer some question, to go on some journey of exploration. And so you set up everything in your youth, your family and your date of your birth and where you're born and your personality and your body and all these things. And you set this up perfectly so that you'll have the best opportunity for expansion. This is the only thing you truly desire. And so if you could let go of all the things you think you want and focus on this journey and how perfect this journey is, the things you think you want, which you think will make you feel something you don't feel now, are holding you apart from the ease and the joy that you intended to live, primarily coming from a place of great wisdom and understanding of how the system of physical reality works. So imagine you live in the non-physical and you're planning out this new life to discover who you are and you're choosing your personality, you're choosing your body and your family and the time and date of your birth and your name and all these things and all the experiences that you have are also created by you so that you can be pushed along or carried along or swept along on this journey to discover the truth of who you are. To understand who you are, you'll have to set up some obstacles, some roadblocks, some manifestation events, some hidden limiting beliefs. You'll have to 
bring with you some set of intentions to fool yourself into thinking you're not who you truly are. And then by overcoming those obstacles and those manifestation events and, and modifying your mental construct from a fear-based mental construct to a love-based mental construct is this journey. If this was primarily in your mind and this was what you were focused on, then you would know that every manifestation event was com coming there to show you a limiting belief that you could process and move forward every step, every day, closer and closer and closer to eventually understanding who you truly are or re-remembering who you are. All of this was based on a primary intention. The primary intention is to live this life, this life you're living right now as who you are, not the next life, not the past life, this life right now. Your primary intention is to live this life in joy. So anything that's holding you apart from that joy, any limitation, any doubts, any fears are based on a misunderstanding of who you truly are and what you're here to understand, what you're here to explore. You'll look back at some point in your life and you'll realize that every single experience you ever had, every obstacle, every manifestation event, every hurt, every trauma, every little thing that didn't go your way was only because you're perceiving it to be different than it was, or should have been different than it was, or wishing it was different than it was, or basing your perception of it on a mental construct that was formed specifically to cause you to birth desires to ask the question in physical reality that you were asking in the non-physical. To get in line with that question, to understand that this life is nothing more than answering that big question that you have to understanding that all your talents and attributes and all the, all the facilities, your emotional sensitivity that you brought with you into this life is to serve that purpose of answering that question. And when you return to, return to the non-physical, you will understand completely why everything happened the way it did. It'll be so obvious to you. And so to live the good life is to understand that everything is working out perfectly for you now. Not for the purposes of manifesting the things you think you want, but for a higher purpose, a soul's purpose, the purpose of answering this deep question. It could be the question of what is love? What is relationship? What is power? What is authority? What is authenticity? These are the questions you wanted to ask in physical reality. The question is, why aren't you living in physical reality the way that you exist in the non-physical? Why aren't you experiencing and expressing love? Why aren't you experiencing and expressing joy? Why aren't you limitless in physical? Why are you holding on to your own limitations? And so if you look back at your life and understand more about who you are and look at everything from this higher perspective, you can see that, oh yes, that happened so that I could birth these desires or go on this trajectory that would lead me to this and this and these other experiences and that all my limitations were self-imposed by this mental construct that said that I was not the creator of my reality, that I was the victim to outside conditions that made me feel something. But that all led you here, whether you're on this call now or listening at a later date, you got here because of the perfect situation that you created for you from birth and every single day along the way. It was a perfect life for you. The good life is the perfect life. The only difference is you don't understand it as perfect yet. If you do, if you are lucky enough to come to the conclusion that your life has always been perfect and everything 
unfolded perfectly for you for this journey of self-discovery, then from this point forward, you can allow that primary intention to come forth and be manifest in your life, which is to live in joy. If you live in joy, you need nothing else. There is nothing finer than a life lived in joy. No amount of money or prestige or relationships or health or anything you think you want would trump a life lived in joy. And that life lived in joy can be had starting today. All you would have to do is say, okay, the things that I thought were wrong in the past are actually perfect. They were necessary. I didn't see it at the time, but now that a bit of time has passed, I can look at it from a higher perspective and understand that my parents were perfect, my siblings were perfect, my teachers, my friends, my society, everything along the way was perfect. My choices were all perfect. I never made a bad decision or a wrong choice ever. Everything was flowing perfectly to get me to this point. I was resisting along the way and I was having trouble and difficulty and thought I was making a mistake and didn't understand my worthiness and my perfection. That's in the past. That was all perfect as well because now I have this opportunity to see my life as perfect. I have the opportunity to see myself as perfect. I have the opportunity to see my entire reality as perfect. And from this day forward, I will live in joy enhancing every aspect of that reality. I will start by loving myself and seeing myself as worthy, as good, as perfect, as right, as capable and qualified and deserving of every wonderful thing that happens, yet I have no attachment to those things I think I want. I let them go. I let my preferences go. And I come to this place of neutrality. In neutrality, there is nothing other than joy because there is no resistance in that state of neutrality. Resistance, then, is the only thing that's keeping you apart from the perfect life, from the wonderful life, from the life you intended to live. Well, you're living the life you intend to live, but can you see it now? If you can see it now, then the rest of your life will be one lived in joy. Not only will it be lived in joy, but you'll understand that this soul's purpose that you have is coming out clearer and clearer and clearer. And there's nothing that you have to do other than stay in a neutral state, stay in alignment, receive inspiration, push past the fear, act on that inspiration, and experience the expansion that is to be had in this perfect life that you set up for yourself. Everything, every single aspect, no matter what you think, everything is perfect. If you're doing something you don't like doing, well, this is the perfect place for you to be. If you would let go of why you think you don't like it, if you would let go of all the problems that you see in it, the solutions would come to you the next step would come to you. But you're living the life that you allow yourself to live based on how you perceive yourself and your reality. If that life is fabulous beyond compare, then you've created a mental construct that is accurate and true to who you are. If it is frustrating and annoying and limiting, then you've created a mental construct that is perceiving that you should be something different than you are and that's what's bringing you out of joy or out of alignment or out of neutrality. The neutral place, the place of understanding is a high vibrational place. The place of realizing that everything worked out perfectly, that everything will work out perfectly, is a high vibrational platform. From that platform, you will receive inspiration. You will see, receive inspiration directly from source. And that inspiration of acted on will lead you towards the unfolding of the life you intend to live in physical reality, which is a mirror image to the way you exist in the non-physical. In the non-physical, 
You exist in utter joy, peace, harmony, love, connection to all that is, to source itself. The expression of love flows through you. You become a vessel of love, creating wonders wherever you go. You see yourself as magnificent, eternal, limitless, and you behave that way. You embody that idea. And in the embodiment of that idea, all your limitations are released. Because what are your limitations? It's the belief that you should be different than you are, or that the outside conditions and people should be different than they are. If you realized it was all perfect, there'd be no resistance, and therefore you'd be existing in joy in the life you're living now. And you say, Joshua, if I simply accept everything that's going on now, nothing's going to change. And we say, that could not be further from the truth. First of all, of all everything is changing all the time. You can't see it. Secondly, you will be inspired towards actions based on the vibration that you're existing at, which is now a high vibration, to take steps towards moving into dimensions or into new situations that resonate with the new vibration that you are. However, if you don't take that step, those steps because you're in fear, well, you're not going to move to where you intended to move. And why wouldn't you? Well, because you're still believing that you're the victim of your creation and not the creator of that creator. With that, we'd like to let you know that there is no wrong anywhere in this universe. There is nothing other than the perfection of the universe. Anything seen as imperfect comes from a limited perspective based in your perception that you are a victim to outside conditions and they are the cause of how you feel. Therefore, if something good happens, you feel good. If something bad happens, you feel bad and you have no control over any of it. This is not the design. This is the illusion. Now, the illusion is purposeful for this journey of self-discovery. But when you realize it's an illusion, when you realize that you have absolute control over how you perceive every single aspect of your reality, then all that illusion fades away. It doesn't fade away overnight. It fades away over time then you change your behavior, you change those patterns that kept you limited, and you release the shackles and lead the life you were intending to leave and recognize that that life is the life of joy. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I have a question, Joshua. Hi. Excellent, Katie. Hi, Joshua. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, I um, have been invited to a party by a guy on Saturday night. And I'm excited about it. And I'd like, I, I aspire to maintain alignment <laughs> and, and act in neutral joy in spite of like the fear. It feels like my, um, my boot camp term paper. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, so how do I, like, I'd like to, I just thought I wanted to talk to Joshua about maintaining alignment and neutral joy Excellent. despite desires. So let's talk about going to a party and not being in alignment. You get picked up, you go to the party, you walk in the front door, and you're not in alignment. What's the first thing you're going to think? Oh, oh, that this sucks. That the party sucks. And why would you think the party sucked? Because I won't, I won't be work, working from a place of alignment. I'll already hate it. What will the thoughts come to you? Fear. Fear-based thoughts. Fear, I, I fear of what? Just give us an example of what might pop up. What might? I'm not worthy of being, like, I don't deserve to be here. Because everyone else is what? Better than me. 
In what way? They're smarter, prettier, better. So from a perspective that other people could be smarter than you and to be less intelligent than them, how does this really affect your life? Do the smart people care how smart you are? No. So let's say attractiveness. Do the attractive people care how attractive you are? No. It's only you who would care. It's only you who would make it up out of alignment. Yeah. Now let's go back to the party and you're in total alignment. You understand who you are. You realize you're worthy of being there. You couldn't be there otherwise. It wouldn't matter what anyone thought of you because they can't see you. They don't know you. They don't know themselves. So there's no way of knowing you. They see you through the lens of their perception of reality, which is muddled with fear. And so they look at you and whatever happens is based in their limiting beliefs. But you walk in, you glide in on an elevated platform. And so Immediately, because you are at this elevated state of alignment, you're seeing yourself as worthy and good, you're neutral, you're not asking anything from anyone in the party, you're not wanting any outcome specifically to happen, you're just there to be, to be Katie in alignment. And you look across the room and you notice someone, and your inspiration says, go to talk to them. So you walk across the room, and there's four people, they're in a conversation, and immediately a thought comes to you. It's an inspired idea. And in alignment, the inspiration comes to, to notice them, to go over to them and to say something to them. And the, th and the words come as well. In alignment, a free flow of words. And you will say the most brilliant thing, the most humorous thing. And they will immediately recognize it, not by the words, but by the vibration you're offering. They will look at themselves and say, where did this brilliant angel come from? They will uh -huh. be, how do we not know this person already? And they will all swarm around you. Of course, now there's more pressure and you might dip into fear. Oh, what if I say something wrong? What if I make a mistake? But what if you said something wrong? It wouldn't matter. What if you made a mistake? You can't make a mistake. You see, nothing can take you because you're not attached to an outcome. I don't need these people to be lifelong friends. I don't need them to approve of me. I don't need them to accept me. I don't need any of that from them because that would be the way of the victim. I am the creator of my reality. This is why I'm in alignment. And in alignment, I glide over to whoever I'm inspired to, to say whatever I'm inspired to say, and I let go of any attachment to the outcome. If they accept what I'm saying in joy and love, that's fine. If they don't accept it, well, I've triggered when they're limiting beliefs. I can't walk around on eggshell, worry about everyone's limiting beliefs, because I have to understand that the vast majority of the population on this planet is living in fear. All I'm going to do is be this example of alignment, neutrality. I don't give a shit. Doesn't matter. I'm just going to be authentically Katie in this moment. Now, what you can do is set your intentions prior to going to the party. I intend to have fun. I intend to be at ease. I intend to know my worthiness. I intend to realize that I'm the creator of my reality. I intend to see myself as equal to all these people and, and they are equal to me. There is no differentiation. I'm not going to judge anyone or judge myself or judge the environment or the value of the party or the outcome of the party or any of these things. I am letting go of all my desires and preferences and attachments to outcomes and ideals. And I'm just going to be a being at that party in joy. 
Now, why did you get invited to this party in the first place? Oh, because it's in my vibration. <laughs> exactly. It could not happen otherwise. There's no luck. There's nothing random. There's no coincidences. You reached a vibration. That's all it was. That vibration is the vibration of the invitation to the party. So you got the invitation to the party. You met the person, was invited to the party, and now you'll have to set your intention to maintain that vibration in an environment that could give rise to fear. Oh yes, my normal programming is go to a party, feel insecure, don't really talk to anyone, worry about everything I say, go home later and think about every single conversation I have, picking it apart so that I have to see, did I say something stupid? Did, is this the reason they'll like me or not like me? You'll have to criticize every aspect of yourself. Did I wear the right thing? Did I drink too much, too little? Was I fun? Are they going to invite me back? You don't care about that now. All you care about is passing your boot camp test. <laughs> yes, I do. Am I in alignment? <laughs> Have yeah. I elevated my vibration? Can I practice this in a real event? Can I disassociate the conditions from my feelings? The conditions, the people, the place, the expectations, they have no control over my feelings. Of course, someone might say something and I might get a little triggered because there was a limiting belief there but that's okay. I now notice a living belief I didn't notice before. And so I can wait a few moments, feel the feeling, feel the fear, look at it again from the higher perspective and get back into alignment immediately. No one will even know I was out of alignment. I won't on, act on an urge to leave early. I won't act on an urge to pick up my phone or leave the conversation or go get something to eat or drink more or any of these things. I will practice my vibration while I'm in this situation. This is a, a similar to a pre-birth intention. This is a pre-party intention. Setting intentions in the day as you've been doing over the last eight weeks helps you maintain your focus on that primary intention you set prior to your birth, which is joy, which is looking at everything in joy. So joy would be interest and fun, curiosity, passion, excitement, contentment, satisfaction, all these, what you call positive emotions associated with every experience. Realizing those experiences never created that emotion anyway. You're using them all as an excuse to experience that emotion. Very good, because this at least allows you to be in alignment and receive inspiration in that setting. You can do with everything you do. Go to an audition, set your intentions, go there for the interest of it, meet the people who are there, look at them and their belief system, their mental construct, look at how they're trying to fit something into a whole. Look at what they're trying to do here. Oh, I understand it now. It has nothing to do with me. They're in fear that if they don't get this cast properly, this thing is not going to turn out the way everyone expects it to. It's not going to make a lot of money and they're going to be out of a job. That's all they care about. You think they want the best performer. You think they want the best looking person or the, all they want is not to get fired. That's the only thing they want. All they want is to be seen 
as successful, as good, as proficient, as talented, so that they could move along their career based on their old approach to life. You've all risen above that old approach to life. So now it's easier to see when others are in fear. And when you're not in fear, but they are, guess what happens? You get inspiration. They get urges to change the conditions. You might be the thing that they want to change. That's okay. You don't care. That's okay. You understand that when people are in fear, they're going to receive urges to change the conditions. And you might be that condition they want to change. Fine. That's okay. They Next kind of time. get fussy. I've noticed that sometimes people get fussy and I'm like, I'm, so, I, I'm, like, I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> they are attached to preferences. They are attached to desires. They are attached to outcomes. They are attached to this ideal they manufactured in their head. Now, this is all vibrational. So no matter what vibration they're at, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is what vibration you're at. If you are going to auditions and you're getting rejected, 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 you're at the vibration of rejection. They could not hire you. It's not possible. You could not give an audition that would sway their mind. It's not possible. If you're at the vibration of fear and rejection, you get a mirror back to that vibration. Now let's say you're at the one level up, the vibration of success. One level up. It's not very high up. It's just one level up. You go there expecting to get every single part that you get. The rejection doesn't even matter to you. In fact, you will love nine rejections because that gives you a better chance on the 10th one. The rejection won't matter at all, but that's still low vibrational because you think you need success to make you feel something. You see? You go up 50 levels to the vibration of neutrality. Oh, somehow I saw this audition. It came to me. I'm in a vibration of neutrality. That audition sparked interest, curiosity, excitement. Inspiration is now to go to the audition. I don't care if I get the part or not. The only thing I'm here to do is go to that, that audition. Maybe I'll meet someone else. Maybe I'll see a billboard along the way. Maybe I'll get a flat tire and have a manifestation event. I don't care if I'm accepted. I don't care if I'm rejected. It doesn't matter to me at all. I understand from this place of neutrality, the only thing is that inspiration to go to the audition. And so you go to the audition, and at that level, whatever happens is the thing that's supposed to happen. Because you know that you can't go wrong at that level. You're highly effective. And so if the job is for you, if that's for you on your journey of self-discovery, on your soul's purpose, if that leads you one step closer to discovering who you are or, or presenting what you offer to the world in the way of an example of alignment, then it's yours. No one else could get it. And you may feel as you're doing the audition that you're brilliant in every way. How did these words just flow? How did the facial expressions just happen? It's absolutely amazing how everything was so fun during that audition. It was perfect. It was the perfect audition. And they will see it. You see? If that job is for you. If it's not for you, you wouldn't want it anyway. Imagine you get hired at some series as a regular doing the same character for seven years. But your journey is escalating so quickly that you're going to be going from this to that. And you don't know if the thing you get today is 
going to be beneficial tomorrow or next week or next year. You have no idea. You don't want to know because the life that you intend to live is a life full of delights and surprises. Oh, I can't believe this happened today or that's happening today or I got this offer or I got this thing or this new person came to my life. I can't believe all these happening, things happening so quickly. And when you're living this life of, of alignment, time changes shape and form completely. And you'll live a year and it'll seem like you live 10 years because you'll have done so many incredible things and had so many wonderful, expensive experiences. It'll seem as if time makes no sense to you whatsoever. And you won't know if it's Wednesday or Sunday. You won't tell the difference because every day is a day of joy. So go to the party tonight or Saturday night, go to the party, set your intentions before you go and be the most authentic version of you that you've ever been. Just this ray of sunshine that is Katie. Just this delight to be around. Not in an attempt to woo people or impress them with your graciousness and smile and beauty, but just to light up the room. And then when you have conversations with people, notice what you're talking about. You're going to be talking about the laws of the universe, the law of attraction, in a way that they've never heard before. They won't even know that's what you're talking about. They're all understanding that law of attraction is this thing and people are using it to get these things, but you're going to go so much deeper. And you might say to someone, have you ever thought that your life was absolutely perfect in every way? That everything about you is perfect? I can see that. Can you see that? Have you ever thought about that? What if that was the truth? And prepare their minds to be blown. Who's okay. next? I have a question, Joshua. Yes, Kim. So uh, we're in, in the Ascension experience. We're in the source consciousness segment. And I'm a little bit confused about, like, I did the assignment and it felt really good. Does and everyone it was about... see all the source consciousness around Kim right now? <laughs> it's so obvious. Blowing <laughs> in that sunroof. All the sun coming in. Yeah, yeah. This is my vibration. <laughs> well, you know, the, the assignment was that who do we want to become? And you know, go through that whole process, which I did it and it felt really good, but I'm confused about what you've been talking about lately about um, neutrality and releasing your desires. So is this a desire to become who I want to become? All creation is becoming. If you want to recover from a disease, if you want to be healed, then you become that who is healed, that which is healed. You become healed. You go on a journey to being healed or healthy. What did you want to become? Like the most healthy 63-year-old woman, the most vibrant and giving love to everything in my creation. And would you say that that is a non-physical desire, pre-birth desire, aligned with who you are or was it a man-made desire based on the fact that you are not healthy oh probably a little bit of both <laughs> well we would say that you might have thought of that because you would crave to feel better and this is the cause of any limitations in that area 
but it certainly aligns with who you truly are. So you would say, I am the one who is becoming healed. I am the one who is becoming the embodiment of love in my reality. I am the one who is becoming love. I am this one who is choosing a journey now, an exploration of health and appreciation and gratitude and satisfaction and love. Therefore, everything that's not that will be stripped away. Has to be stripped away. Because the version of you now has limiting beliefs about who you are or a mental construct that does not equal the mental construct and the belief system of one who is healed or one who is love. And you say, good, excellent. What I want is that journey. I don't want the end result. I don't want, I'm not attached to that outcome. I want this journey wherever it takes me. And I will go along in that journey knowing that along the way, all the limiting beliefs will be processed so that when I receive inspiration in a place of neutrality, I can push past that fear because the fear will now be mild since I've worked on those limiting beliefs. So imagine now that you sit in a neutral state with this intention to become one who is healthy, one who is healed, one who is loved. You're in this neutral state and you receive the inspiration to make a healthy dinner. So the idea comes to you to make a salad with chicken, if that's, we'll use that as an example of what might be a healthy dinner for you. What is the fear that pops up with that? Well, this one of them is, uh, yeah, well, that'll do for today, but you know, tomorrow I'll probably have ice cream. <laughs> Excellent. And so the fear is that you cannot maintain that. Mm -hmm. But that's not the inspiration. The inspiration is for that one meal. You might have the fear that Joe won't eat that. He's going to want a hamburger or a steak. And so these are the fears that you have to push past. Oh, that's okay for today, but what about tomorrow? Tomorrow doesn't matter. Tomorrow I'll get new inspiration. It's just for today. I'm not living in tomorrow. I'm not living in yesterday. I'm living in now. This is the inspiration for now. How about I walk for two miles? Imagine you receive the inspiration to walk for two miles. What's the fear that pops up? Again, you know, will I be consistent? It's this, yeah, that's, that's a big, a big one. Um, so there's a limiting belief there that you think you need to be consistent and follow out some plan every day to manifest what you think you want. Simply a limiting belief. So you process that limiting belief, you lose the manifestation form, and you do what we just did, which is to say, that has nothing to do with the inspiration I'm receiving right now who I will become tomorrow as a result of acting on this inspiration will be an expanded version of myself who will actually have an easier time of it. Mm -hmm. If I end up being an ice cream tomorrow, it doesn't matter. That's not what we're doing today. What we're doing today is planning one dinner. That's it. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, what about the cravings I have for ice cream? This will be one day that you will not eat ice cream after dinner. Tomorrow, mm -hmm. you can eat all the ice cream you want. You can wake up in the morning and go through a whole bowl. But tonight, <laughs> the inspiration is not to eat ice cream after dinner. To replace it maybe with something, a piece of fruit or something. You can see, even as we discuss this topic, that if you came to the awareness of the inspiration, it's the only important thing. And just to act on that inspiration. And that you will expand to a new version of you through the action on that inspiration. Then tomorrow comes, 
and you can do it all over again. And then the next day comes, and you can do it all over again. And then why would you ever choose to go back? Because you would be out of alignment. Something would have happened to get you out of alignment. And you would use mm -hmm. that as your excuse to feel bad and receive urges to change the conditions. And the best way you know how to change the conditions is to eat ice cream. But in alignment, you'll notice you don't need anything to make you feel anything. You get to choose it. Right. Now, you might have a limiting belief that if I ever eat ice cream again, then I'm a failure and a loser and I'll just go back to the way I'm being and I don't want to be. And Well, this is what you've been doing your whole life is judging yourself in these situations. Instead of realizing you're perfect, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. You don't have to be any different than you are. If you want to be a, another version or become something more, go on this journey of discovery, that's more aligned with who you truly are, then this will lead to a life of joy and power and ease and satisfaction and, and neutrality that more inspiration comes through. So these are little tiny driplets of inspiration that are moving you along a path to self-discovery. And as you act on more inspiration, you'll come into more neutrality. But the fact that you think that ice cream is bad for you or that you can't maintain this way of eating over the long term is just indications of limiting beliefs, indications that you believe that the food can actually make a difference. We'll say something that's a little out there, but the way humans are eating now will not be the way that they're eating in 100 years, that it'll be a completely different way. That it's all based in generations and generations and generations of people who are basically starving their entire lives, people who could never get enough, people who believe that what they ate or didn't eat would lead to life or death, to status or no status. So if you can imagine humans living for the last 10,000 years, many of them literally starving and birthing desires for the society and the abundance that you can plainly see today, but with all those limiting beliefs stacked one on top of each other, those limiting beliefs will be shaken out, will, be, will fade away over the next hundred years. And there will be a new, completely new way of thinking because there'll be enough time, enough, enough generations to go through that realize that they no longer have to worry about starving. What they'll realize is that the unique individual with a unique code, DNA, whatever you want to call it, a unique code has some foods that are wonderful that, for them, some foods that work perfectly with their system, and some foods that do not. And each individual will know beyond a shadow of a doubt exactly what to eat vibrationally. What's the highest vibrational thing I can eat now? That's all they will ever ask themselves. They won't care about the cost, the status, what other people think of what they're eating. It won't matter at all. They will just eat what they are inspired to eat at all times. And that inspiration will be perfectly aligned with who they are. And you can do this now. All of you can do it now. You can have experiments throughout the day. So one of the experiments that we've talked about before is sometime between your meals, right in the middle. So say you have lunch at noon and you have dinner at six, 
So at 3 p.m., your system is as clear as it's going to be. And you have an inspiration to eat something. One thing by itself. Could be a peanut. Could be pineapple. Could be a piece of chicken. One thing by itself. You think about how much you would enjoy that, just the thought of it. You think about how it tastes when you eat it. You think about how you feel a minute after you've eaten it. And then you think about how you feel a half hour or an hour after you've eaten it. Do you notice anything? Is your throat scratchy? Are there any rashes showing up? If you're paying attention to this process, you will notice that when a food is vibrationally out of alignment with your system as it is today, doesn't mean tomorrow, but today, that you will notice it somehow. And so you can say, all right, well, I'm going to avoid that or eat less of that or cut that out for the time period. And, and in a month, you'll have a list of 30 foods that are vibrationally good or not good for you, and you'll know exactly which ones to gravitate. And then you'll start to get an intuition. You won't need to do this test anymore because you'll be able to look at something, and you'll imagine eating it, and you'll imagine how you feel a minute later, and you'll imagine how you feel an hour later, and you'll imagine how your body will interact with that food or the combination of foods. If you were to eat a sandwich, you wouldn't really know what's in the sandwich that's working or not working with you because there'd be the bread and the meat and the vegetables and the condiments in that sandwich. It's too complex. But by narrowing it down to one thing, then you can understand what's right for your unique system. And it may be something that nobody else eats or everyone eats or everyone thinks is good or bad. It might be completely different than what you thought was good for you. Because remember, your belief system, your mental construct, is how you perceive your outside reality affects you. And you have a lot of beliefs around food. All humans do. And you've never really thought of it. No humans have. But imagine if you thought more intentionally about what you were putting into your body in every way, shape, and form. And of course, you should enjoy it. You should have what's fun. You should enjoy it. But if you thought just a little bit more vibrationally about it, you would be receiving inspiration constantly about the best things to eat for you that were also delicious and things you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It might be radically different than what Joe eats. It might be radically different than what your friends eat. It might rad- be radically different than what Americans deem as healthy food. But it will be perfect for you because there is no one else like you. So in the sense of becoming that which is aligned with your true intentions, you are moving on a journey that will shape that mental construct from where it is now to a mental construct that is perfectly aligned with your pre-birth intentions. So the idea that popped into your mind is being the most healthy 63-year-old with all the benefits of expressing love into every aspect of your reality, start with expressing love into that physical body by choosing behaviors and foods and exercise and whatever else comes to mind that is aligned with the perfection of that body as it is. Because the body is perfect now, your mental construct is what's becoming aligned with perfection. Okay. Okay. Thank you. The mental construct is the vibrational offering. So let's imagine you have a box. All your beliefs are in that box. And you're offering this package 
to the universe. And the universe responds with a reality that conforms to that vibration perfectly. Reflection of this mental construct, which is your perception of yourself within your reality. You're gifting this box to the universe, and the universe is gifting you back a reality that conforms to that mental construct. The truth is, everything is perfect. But the mental construct says, this is good and that's bad. Now, the universe's sole purpose is to create this platform that allows you to shift that mental construct if you choose to and become a new mental construct, a new offering to the universe. And so this journey from one mental construct to another mental construct regarding your health is a presentation of a reality that has every single thing you need in it to alter that mental construct or to alchemize that mental construct. So imagine this pre-birth intention and all the desires that you have that are aligned with who you truly are exist at one mental construct or one vibration. So at that vibration, you would have different thoughts about yourself, different thoughts about what health is, different thoughts about what food and exercise are, different thoughts or beliefs about your worthiness, your perfection, all these things. They don't exist right now. So this is a mental construct that you're moving towards. It doesn't exist now. To get there, you offer your current mental construct to the universe and it reflects back a reality that will have opportunities to adjust that mental construct. You'll receive inspiration, you'll have manifestation events. The manifestation events point out the limiting beliefs that you'll need to process so that you can transform that mental construct into the new mental construct. The reality will have experiences or inspiration that if you can push past the fear, you'll take actions that will move you towards that mental construct. So this becoming is a journey from the current mental construct to one where you understand yourself as perfect. And once you understand yourself as perfect, everything in reality conforms to that. Your body is perfect. Your health is perfect. Your clarity is perfect. Your understanding of who you truly are is perfect. All of these things move. And so let's imagine that there's a mental construct exists that exists out there where you understand who you are, that you are source, that you are love, that you are worthy, that you see yourself in physical reality as you see yourself in the non-physical. But there's a whole bunch of other mental constructs down the line that you want to get to first. And that's what makes an enjoyable, wonderful, brilliant life experience. So it's a journey from one box that you're given to the universe to a new box that you're given to the universe to the next level up and up and up to the eventual realization of who you are as the creator of your reality as you exist in non-physical, in physical at the same time. So whatever you want now, your journey is to go from this belief system to that belief system. When you get there, you'll have new inspiration that will take you to the next belief system and so on and so on and so on. You could do this all in three months or you could do it in 15 more lifetimes, whatever you want. There's no time limit. It's up to you. So that indicates that you will have to confront these irrational fears that pop up. What am I going to do tomorrow? I like ice cream. That means I have to give ice cream the whole my whole life? No, only what you're inspired to do this time. 
then everything else changes from that because now you've entered a new dimension. And a new dimension is a new reality based on a new mental construct that you've gone from one box through that action to the next box. This is the process of becoming. Becoming is creation because when you become something new, the universe responds with a new creation. And that's all there is to law of attraction, to manifesting everything you want, to moving on a journey of self-discovery, to it all. That is all of it right there. To understand this becoming idea, which is a new idea, you went through all the other courses in the Ascension Experience. And so now you've got this brand new idea that you couldn't even comprehend four months ago because you hadn't gone through the previous courses that caused you to raise your vibration to this idea now that you're going into it. So don't worry that you don't get it fully because it's a brand new idea. And then next one will be another brand new idea. And the next one will be deliberate creation. And to get to deliberate creation, which is how to effectively navigate this journey from one mental construct to the next mental construct to the next mental construct is this idea of pure, pure limitlessness. Limitlessness. This idea that there is no limitation, that everything is available to you. And that every perception that you can't do something is based in this belief system that is not quite there yet. Once it gets there, then everything is unleashed. You can literally be, have, and do anything, and you will do it all with the energy and vibration of source and love because source and love is one and the same. Awesome. Thank you for all that clarity. Excellent. I have a question. Yes. I was in a northern area, wooded area, uh, walking with my husband. He got bit alive by mosquitoes. I got nothing. Um, our, our senior neighbors come and greet us. She's in a full bug suit, her husband shorts, no t-shirt. Why? What's their blood types? I don't know. <laughs> We're being silly. <laughs> Everything that's attracted to you is based on the vibration. Could you emit a vibration where you would be attractive to mosquitoes? Yes, I guess. Could you emit a vibration where you'd be attractive to other people? Yes. Could you emit a vibration where you're attractive to dogs? Yes. And so could you emit a vibration where dogs sense fear? Yes. And could you emit a vibration where people sense fear? Yes, of course. And so it's all this vibration that's either based in fear or love. Now, could you admit a vibration that said, I don't care if mosquitoes bite me. It doesn't mean anything to me. Yes. Yep. And if the mosquitoes bit you, would you then say, this law of attraction stuff is nuts because I was being neutral and the mosquitoes still bit me? Well, you weren't really being neutral because you would have a preference not to be bit by a mosquito. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be able to go into that forest and say, I don't care if the mosquitoes bite or not bite. What you did like was the fact that they bit those guys and not you. Mm -hmm. Because it made you feel, in that one area of your life, absolutely superior. You have figured it out. I was godlike. You were godlike. You created. But could you go in, into the same forest and put your arms out and have birds land on your arms? 
Not yet. Only because you have a belief system about it. So somehow you went through life with a belief system that allowed you to generally not get bitten while other people got bitten. You would say, oh, this funny thing about me is I don't get bit by mosquitoes. And so that was a belief system that is mostly turning out to be true because that's the mental construct that you have. That's the vibration you're offering in the universe. And yet other people will have the opposite opinion because they desperately don't want to be bit by mosquitoes. They've been bitten by mosquitoes. And now until they change that vibration, that's just what they attract. And so they wear full bug suits. They use sprays. They avoid situations where mosquitoes could occur. And they talk badly about poor little mosquitoes all the time. They read articles about how they're wiping out mosquitoes with new genetic mutations and all these things. The same is true of every other aspect of your life. You have a mental construct that says, I'm good at this, I'm not good at that. None of that's true. None of that's true. You're not good or bad at anything. You're just living this life you were intended to live. And the life was set up. So the color of your eyes, your height, your gender, all of these things you didn't choose. But you have all these beliefs about those things. And those beliefs were instilled upon you when you got old enough to understand what was going on. You could care less about your eye color, your hair color, your skin color, your gender when you were nine months old. But then you came to perceive a reality based in society and what you were taught and what you were led to believe by your parents and all these things. So you can see how this mental construct then, with all the things that are inherently you or things you think you could change about you. You could change your hair color, but you can't change your height. You could wear contact lenses of a different color, but you couldn't literally change your eye color yet. One day you will. You could change your nose if you wanted to, but why would you be doing that? It would be based in a belief system. It wouldn't be a pure mental construct. But if you could understand that, you chose exactly how tall you are. You chose exactly every feature of that body. You chose those parents. You chose your gender. You chose your talents and attributes, your personality. All these things that you think mean something about you, the only thing they mean is you're perfectly designed to go on this journey of self-discovery. Perfectly designed. And that every single experience that you've ever experienced, including being the one who doesn't get bit by mosquitoes, was part of this design. Because this ability not to be bit by mosquitoes helps you move along that journey, sets that trajectory. And one who gets bit by mosquitoes a lot helps them on their trajectory as well. Can you see how intricate this is? Every single aspect of who you are and your reality is designed by you. And one interesting feature of all this, you forget who you truly are. You just think you're just some random person who just happened to be born in this town to these crazy people in this society and have these friends and these relatives and this mate and these children. And no, this is by design. There are no accidents. There's nothing random. There's no coincidence. It's all by design. Why? One purpose only. Not to make your life easy and to give you everything you think you want. To give you a chance to understand or remember who you truly are. The one characteristic of this design, of this system of physical reality is you can't remember who you are. And so that inherently means this is a journey of remembering who you are, remembering the who that lives in the non-physical, 
the powerful being that is wise and full of experience and has been on this journey for eons and is limitless and eternal and magnificent and is pure positive love. That's who you are. So this journey is one more step in the uncovering of that which you are. And so imagine you've lived 100 lifetimes, you've experienced joys, unbelievable, but also sorrow, unbelievable, all the while perceiving yourself as a victim. This life, you come to the realization that no, I'm the creator of my reality. What does that mean? A whole different mental construct from the lives you ever lived before. Much more clear, much more elevated, much more high vibrational. You open that up to the universe and you receive the reality you're living now. Abundant and free and interesting and satisfying in many ways. But also some things that are annoying, like mosquitoes. Not in your case, but in other cases. And then you say, well, why are all these annoying things in my reality? How come it's not perfect? Well, if I just fix this, if I just spray on some bug spray, I can solve this problem. Of course, that comes from fear. And so none of these solutions will ever come from being in doubt that your life is perfect, that you're on this wonderful journey of self-discovery. None of the urges to change conditions will enhance that journey. It'll just send you back on a detour exploring more about who you're not. So now you are exponentially moving forward. You're in an ascension experience and you're, you're doing assignments and plots and you're thinking about things in a new way. You're asking these kinds of questions. And then you are realizing that there is a way to manifest things that work with the system of physical reality. If I manifest those things I think I want, which are based in lack and fear, I'm going to manifest things that will take me out, take me out of this journey. And there will be a detour and it'll be effort and struggle and dissatisfaction and maybe even suffering. I don't want to manifest anything based in fear. I don't want to try and get anything based in fear. What I want to do is keep on this journey and make it easy and effortless and joyful every step of the way. And so you get inspiration, inspiration, inspiration. When you act on it, when you push past the fear and act on inspiration, you get one more clue about who you are, one more breadcrumb for you to follow. When you have a manifestation event, you get notification that there's a limiting belief there that you will need to process to move forward on that journey. Before you can pick up the next breadcrumb, you will need to process that because to go towards the next step, you'll have to receive more inspiration. And that limiting belief that you just found out from the manifestation event today will cause too much fear for the inspiration that's coming tomorrow. And you won't push past it. So imagine now living this life where you understand how the system works and you have a intellectual at least idea of who you truly are. Not a feeling of who you truly are, but an idea of it. And so all you do is pay attention to manifestation events and pay attention to inspiration and pay attention to the irrational fear that pops up and act anyway. Just take that next step, pick up that next breadcrumb and do this over and over and over, realizing that everything that's happened so far is perfect so that therefore, no matter what you do, no matter what choice you make, what decision you make, it will all unfold in this way. It'll either unfold exponentially so that you'll discover who you are in this lifetime, or it'll unfold in fits and starts and little by little by little. Either way, it's perfect because there's no end to this. It's eternal. So does that answer your question about mosquitoes? Does that answer your question about anything that you think is good or bad? Anything you think is true or false? Anything you think is other than vibrational? It's all vibrational. 
It's all a message to the universe based in your perception of yourself. I perceive myself as one who does not get bit by mosquitoes. I perceive myself as one who does get bit by mosquitoes. And that perception creates that reality every single time. You can't lie to the universe. You can't be one who gets bit by mosquitoes and say, I am one who does not get by mosquitoes because that's not true. You don't believe that. What you have to do is come to this place of neutrality. I don't care if I get by mosquitoes. I let go of that preference now. I let go of this outcome. I let go of these desires. I don't care. All I care about is uncovering and remembering who I truly am. And with that, we are complete. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Joshua Live. If you have a question you would like Joshua to answer on the show, send us a message on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash teachings of Joshua. As always, remember that you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.